0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the debug log number 25. This week, we have something new for you, a new format, if you will. Uh, maybe in honor of GDC, the Game Delfer Conference that's going on right now in San Francisco, which we're jealous we're not at. Uh, we're trying a panel show, basically, where we all picked a topic, or an article specifically, about in the game industry about something that we want to talk about that related to us and we went around the table talked about it shared opinions we had a blast doing it it was fun we went written really well we had a story recommendation from the facebook group the debug lounge and we also had a question about a game dev topic from the debug lounge so we're gonna do this format about once a month it was really fun and we hope you enjoy it so without further ado this is the debug log episode 25 Recording again. Head, check, okay. check. Cool. Check, right, check, check, sport. check, 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 check. Messes it up again. Wait a wheeze.
1: Jesus, wheeze. Why does this look
0: different? I don't
1: understand. The <coughs> you don't sneeze what? right into the microphone right there.
0: That's not a sneeze. Ugh, it's a cough.
2: Why doesn't it have the green bars for the levels? Oh, there they are. Never mind. It's just really uh,
3: slow.
0: Damn old people. Okay, They're everybody's crazy. got bars. You ready? <laughs> are listening to the Debug Log, a podcast about Unity game development. My name's Andrew Curry. I'm Obino Opara. I'm Zach Schneider.
4: I'm Ryan Kilbore. And I'm Eduardo Castillo Fernandez.
0: And tonight we have a yeah, we have a mix-up in the traditional Debug Log format. It's something we talked about in our bi-weekly or bi- is it bi-monthly when it's once a month or twice? I don't know. Anyway, we, we talked about it in our That's regular meetings. Math, buddy. <laughs> yeah Yeah, <laughs> what? buddy. Yes, I'm impressed are calling <laughs> it a
2: regular meeting.
0: Okay, well, professionalism, <laughs> Ryan. Okay. Well, we talked about we wanted to, because we talked about the idea that on the show so far we've done a lot of learning topics, what we call them, where we go over these big ideas in game development, whether it be game design documents, which you guys dug so much, and from best practices to networking to all these types of things but eventually <laughs> we're going to run out of some of those things and we want to talk about those things but we don't want to overload everybody on that stuff and also we like the idea of sharing opinions and the stuff that we talk about on the day-to-day basis because that's the idea that started this podcast us talking about not just game development but our perpe- our perspective as game developers towards the industry towards game design topics towards you know different things here and there so Tonight is one of our new formats we're going to do about once a month, you know, once every six weeks. And it's where we go over a few different current events, kind of different articles we have found. And that we thought were interesting that as developers, we think are interesting and that uh, affect the game industry as a whole. So that's the format. And usually on these episodes, too, we're going to do, I think we try, we're going to try a new experiment, too. We're going to solicit questions and see if anybody else has an article that they want to mention that can be our sixth article from the Lounge, the Debug Lounge, which we'll talk about later. And we'll also talk about a question that has been posted in the Debug Lounge about anything, any topic, whether it be a really low-level low code topic or just a high-level getting-started topic. So, all right, kicking off tonight, who wants to go? Abina, what's your story for tonight?
1: My story? Well, my story is, yes, definitely... You Know there's something that's really buzzing right now, and that is Tom Clancy's The Division. I was uh perusing um what you call flipbook or flip something, whatever that app is, and when I saw this article about you know Tom Clancy's The Division, it was like that was meant you know, the, the Division just isn't you know Ubisoft's next game, it's the company's future. And they were just comparing like you know some of their previous games, like Assassin's Creed and you know Far Cry. To, you know, just the success of the division and how those those previous, I think, was it Primal, which I didn't play, Primal, was it called Far Cry Primal? Far Cry Primal. Yeah. It's right. like the, yeah, like the
0: spin off of Far Cry 4, I guess.
1: Yeah, and they were just saying, like, how that has, like, it hasn't given it wasn't received as well as they would have liked and how the division should be like the saving grace of Tom Clancy's the division or for Ubisoft. So, and I mean, for me, I, I didn't pre-order it, but I did play the beta, uh, the division. And, uh, actually division is, is actually a really cool game for me as well, because that's also, it's kind of harkens to what I'm working on for my own MMO. Uh, minus, uh-oh. I guess minus the cover system, but still, just like a, it shows it has a lot of similarities in gameplay. So it's, it was cool for me to play that game and see, you know, the direction they took, whether it was, you know, with their UI, with, you know, just the gameplay in general, the story that they tell, um, and even the PvP aspect. So, uh, so yeah, that that was that's my article. I, I saw it and I love the division so far. I think I'm definitely going to get the beta and we're going to play. So,
4: um. I mean, no. Yeah, well, one thing that I like about this article is that they mention um, how they are going to focus more in open world games, because it seems like this is what can attract more players and really create this um, immersion in um, core players. So let's see. I I want to see what
1: they do with that. Yeah, so they mentioned that. I mean, because like a lot of their their previous games,
0: like all their games are open world, but I guess it's like cooperative multiplayer open world. Yeah, yeah. what they
1: did like with the Division, they they kind of harkened it to, or they compared it to basically a conglomeration or just a melding of all of their game types, you know? Like the pieces from the crew, pieces from Watch Dogs, from Assassin's Creed and Far Cry, all put together and wrapped up nicely in a bow with, you know, the Division. So, yeah, it's like it had like all the elements of
2: all their previous games. Yeah, Far Cry I Four. Wondered, actually, I started playing with some of that because you could actually bring in friends like on the multiplayer to help you do missions. Granted, it wasn't as like MMO or like as mult like massively multiplayer as a division, but yeah, they seemed like they started toying with it in that, and then this one they really just ran with it. It's I've been playing it now, like release and beta, and yeah, you're right, dude. It, it's a lot of fun, and it's you know kind of think Destiny, but more modern day in New York City, real like you know real guns, that type of thing. And that you can mod and, you know, you know, play dress up with your character. It's pretty sweet. So I'm enjoying it too. That's
0: what, and that's why that particular Polygon article is really interesting because they, they show the progression. I mean, from a game developer's perspective, they talk about, I mean, it's a little bit to learn about what you can learn from your previous games and like how every game is a stepping stone and a learning opportunity. So like, even if you're making an indie game or something and it sucks and it, or not that it sucks, but like, say you try something and it fails that that's, you know, I heard a quote recently. Yeah, it's uh, like, uh, I heard a quote recently that like failure is an event and it's not a person. That doesn't mean that game sucked. It means it's just that happened, but you can learn from that, but that's not their case. They, they succeeded in all those games and being commercial successes, but each one of those steps along the way, they've like, Oh, we learned, we figured out a bit of that for this and a bit of, a bit of that for this. And, into the division, they poured all of that, you know, learning of what, that, what makes an engaging game.
1: Yeah. It was like our, our co-conversation about prototypes or the, like, like we ended our prototype talk in our podcast last week. It was just like, um, you know, how these little experiments that you have, whether you're an indie developer or a AAA studio, they, you know, they can lead to something much better, something that incorporates all their prototypes or pieces of prototypes to make for actually amazing experience uh, for the end user. So, that's what they did with, you know, The Division. Or it seems like that's what they did.
4: Yeah, I'm wondering if they are going to integrate VR with those amazing open worlds that they have. Maybe, I don't know, like a 3D view of the player. But since you're in a VR headset, you can turn and look whatever you want. That would be cool. Yeah. You're trying to have people have heart
0: attacks.
4: (laughs) 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 I'm getting shot at. I'm getting shot at.
0: (laughs) You you just described Facebook. Why did you? You said (laughs) You just described Facebook 10 years from now. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) Chatting with people in VR.
0: Yeah, I I think that's interesting. I mean, like you said, it's the prototype idea, but it's, these are $100 million prototypes that made a billion dollars each, probably. Yeah. But still, it works. The metaphor works. (laughs) I I get I get (laughs) you. A live
2: prototype.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a light, light, light prototype. Cool. All right. All right, Zach, what's your story of the week? All right. Um,
3: so mine's going to take like a bit of a, a break from our normal kind of content, like because we usually focus on, on more, uh, I guess, educational topics and things like that. But this is more of like, um, I guess, the employment side. Um, but I came across this, uh, this article the other week on true the unit's blog, <laughs> true story. <laughs> um, but it, it's about uh, their, I guess their attempts at doing a case, equality and gender pay or gender salary. So like uh, they're addressing like men and women's salary being different. Uh, and Wait, it, a lot of, a lot of that topic uh, revolves around like uh, maternity leave. Um, but they're, they're, I guess they introduced a new program at the beginning of this year that they're at, will, unity. at unity at unity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uni- yeah. yeah. Okay, who's there? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, uh, at unity, they introduced a new, uh, uh, I guess parental, uh, leave program, meaning that it's not just, uh, females, but also males, uh, kin or fathers, or it, it doesn't matter what you are. It's any, any gender, uh, can take leave. I think it, they said, uh, it says 12 paid weeks of, of, of leave and, wow. uh, up to, yeah, which is a, I think what was it? I had the, uh, the quote down here. I think it's, uh, the average for, um, for the U S is
0: none. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> the average <laughs> for paternity leave.
3: Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's nothing, but, uh, right. and it's, un, and it's almost always unpaid. Uh, so right. the 12 weeks of paid maternity leave is like crazy. Uh, And then on top of that, uh, after you come back, it's an optional eight weeks of of part time uh, work after that. So it's like,
0: that's cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's it's it kind of makes me endears me to uh, to unity a little bit more as as a employer as
0: well. So it's Uh, five months of basic like kind of right pretty and then, yeah, that's neat
3: and then on top of that it's it's like you know equal pay so they're getting rid of that whole like oh well women would have to take this time off to take care of a baby so we're going to pay them less and they just like threw that out the window so they i mean they they're really like a, a forward thinking company and that's what i i really enjoyed about this article preach go unity yeah, it is yeah cool. that,
0: that's really neat and speaking as the only father or claimed Father Ryan. That's all. Ryan, <laughs> 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 hey, you're the only
3: really,
0: really like <laughs> steak maker here. <laughs> yeah, you're, you might have set up franchises around the country, Ryan. I'm just talking. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I,
1: I'll
0: never I, tell. I'm just kidding. I'll I'm just kidding. Leave. But this is true. When my daughter oh, wow. was born, I have a five. I have a five year old daughter named Alex, and she's wonderful. But when she was born, like her mom took off. Even that, the maternity leave is horrible in this country and you in the United States, in Georgia, the state where most of us live it's like six weeks. That's like the, like six weeks. So I, and I had, I, I took, there's no paternity leave. So I took off what I could with the job. I was working contract at the time. So I was lucky to take a couple of weeks off because it was just what I did. But again, I didn't get paid for those two weeks. I didn't work because I was working like as a consultant. So, but um, even six weeks is nothing. I mean, try, if you guys one day drop off your six week old baby at a daycare, imagine how small they are. That's nothing. Yeah. Five months is amazing. So that's that's really cool. You needed to do that.
2: Yeah. Are well, they like cats? Like at six weeks, they just take care of. Themselves. Yeah, they're they're the
0: size. They're smaller than cats. They're smaller <laughs> yeah. than cats at six weeks. So it's it's insane. It's nuts that that actually is a thing that is happens. So I mean, and 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 a lot of startups. You guys are live in San Francisco. You and being and Ryan. So I mean, a lot of you know more liberal companies do that, but. Hopefully, that's a thing that'll spread around the world. And people in Europe might not be like, what are you guys talking about? But yeah, they're in like, the we've US. had this
3: forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: In the US, that's a big deal. So it's cool that Unity is leading the way with that. So neat. Yeah.
1: Very so cool. Good, act. good article, Speaking. Zach. Yeah. Good article.
3: Thanks, guys. I worked so hard. Way to go.
0: Eduardo, at to- least. <laughs> Eduardo, let's go on your list. Let's go to yours. Let's talk okay. about fighting. Okay,
4: speaking cool. of babies, let's go to yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not my thing. That's not my thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, my article is uh, about Street Fighter V, and it's called Street Fighter V Rage Quitters Get Punished as Capcom Works on a Permanent Fix. And basically, it's about a solution that Capcom is, um, has found and is implementing to, to punish um, Rage Quitters. If you don't know what a Rage Quitter is, is basically in a fighting game. If you're losing and you're <laughs> very angry, you quit the fight or you disconnect the console. And that match is uh, doesn't count as uh, a lose or a win for any of the players. So that affects the, the leaderboard. So you can keep your high score, and the other one, the other guy doesn't get points. So what they're doing is they are uh, identifying uh, players with a high disconnect rate and uh, a very high win rate, and they are sanctioning them in the in the leaderboard. Um, which is is really well. Let me clarify this. If you have a problem with the connection, that that's not going to uh, Affect you or anything is if you have, they say between eighty and ninety percent of disconnect, that's a pattern, and they're also collecting videos of people um, quitting and all that, and they're uh, like collecting videos, collect yeah from yeah, they add, That's
0: the weird thing about the stories is Capcom instead of go, they're just like we're gonna handle rage quitters. When they said, how about you send us videos of people rage quitting? I was like, what? Like I'm all for Capcom doing this, but it's like. You understand yeah. what rage quitting is, Capcom, right? <laughs> it's like why, <laughs> exactly. do I need, why do I need to send you a video of yeah. that? So I don't
4: know. I guess it's to identify easier the players, maybe when they're I doing it. Know. But don't they have that yeah. data? Yeah, they
0: right? have all right.
1: that data. You, you know who's connecting. It's not like you don't have accounts.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, or <laughs> but maybe anyways. No, so they are doing that, which is a an interesting solution. Uh, compared to what <clears throat> Mortal Kombat X does, Mortal Kombat X has this concept of um, quitality, which basically uh, explodes thunder. the yeah the head of the loser and the other guy gets a flawless victory. But they don't uh, punish you if you have a, if you lose the connection. It's just if you quit as a right. So um, how do they it's, know it's, you didn't
0: shut your internet off? <laughs> If that's the case. Who, that's um, how you rage quit.
4: Capcom yeah. or Netherrealm,
0: uh, whoever. Anybody,
4: yeah. yeah, either one. Well, Netherrealm doesn't know, so they yeah. they don't punish you for that. So if you're losing, you can disconnect your console and <laughs> you're okay. Well, but I guess with Capcom, dep- you have a problem. It all,
2: yeah, I guess it all depends on the methodology. People Yeah, people just go to like you know the the menu and say quit. I'm sure they know that, but you know if you just go like you said, rip the cord out of the wall, I'm like whoopsie daisy. You know it's it's going to be harder to tell. So what yeah, you're I doing,
1: mean, Eduardo is giving them the keys to
3: the kingdom and how to reach
1: quit I mean, <laughs> on mortal
3: Kombat.
0: I mean, he just if they, told them
2: how to do
3: it. Exactly. If they want to go through that much trouble to to quit and just unplug the internet, that means they got to sit there and wait that long for the router to spin back up. Um, but I, this, this issue actually kind of reminds me of something that, that uh, destiny just put out. And they're, they're, I guess they're trying to address the problem with, with uh, lagging. So they have, if you, it used to be in previous updates, if you lagged in, in Destiny, you would like Invincible and in PvP. Uh, so they, they recently said, oh, well, we're going to make it suck for people who have bad connections. I'm like, well, that that's not really an answer. So <laughs> it, it's kind of interesting to see how companies are trying to address these issues of bad connections or discon- intentional disconnects to, to preserve your stats.
2: Yeah, and that is that is kind of interesting that they even put in the like invulnerability for a bad connection because... It's like, get better internet. I mean, it's, I'm sorry. I, I just, pers- my personal look on it is like, you know, if you've got a shitty connection, that doesn't mean you get to go invulnerable for a while. Hell, you're probably even harder Wait. to hit for me. If- Wait, yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not invulnerability.
3: Around. It's more of um, like the position that it shows to everyone else is not your actual position on the server or something. Something weird happens and you basically, it, when you're shooting, it resolves on your, uh, in your favor. Right. Yes, yeah, so I remember that was the
1: problem because I remember some people would like, or I would lag out and be behind someone and then can I just, just I could just kill them like immediately <laughs> if they didn't see me, you know, that yeah. so would just pop up out yeah, yeah,
0: right of nowhere. Obina with Bungie's the world's
3: been, been, <laughs> worst signal. <laughs> exactly. Bungie's been dealing with that
0: for a while because I remember Halo 3 had a really good netcode, but. Every now and then when that game, that game glitched out the most, in the most wonderful ways when the, like the, the server bonked out because you'd just be walking around and it was this like surreal landscape where, warthogs would be half into a wall and there'd be people upside down just shooting the floor and stuff like what's <laughs> happening and like you're just and they would like, every, i guess everybody would have this experience you are just walking around like i don't know what's and then eventually kick you out and it's like you need to start over but and
3: you're yeah, like, did i just swallow it into- by accident <laughs> it's like it turns I, I don't into know what, twin
0: peaks dream yeah. <laughs> right yeah fire walk with me i don't know what um game it was it was it, it was it was a is a it was a more recent multiplayer it might have, it wasn't Destiny it can have been rust It's one of those kind of is a first person shooter, I think, but it was like a little more open world, but kind of a, you know, PVP kind of situation. But what they did, what they were doing for people when, um, that were, it wasn't just rage quitters, but also cheaters. They did something fantastic, I think, because they could detect that right. Instead of just doing like, you know, wielding the boom, the band hammer, and just banning them from the service and everything, they would put them on their own server with all the other cheaters. Oh, was that, was that like DayZ or something like that? <laughs> maybe it was that. Maybe it was, it was one that. Of those, so it's like yeah. it's like this, you know, old time Australia. You know? survival, I mean, in yeah. Australia, and not to, not to offend anybody from Australia, but that's. You were that that was the idea of Australia where you send a bunch of prisoners in like so it was like it was this it, i can't imagine this this sort of hell. Yeah, I infinite have I yeah. friends in Australia. I'm not saying that, but I mean that idea oh, where it's like oh, yeah, just it's send like, them oh, there, you know. You're gonna get I, all I, the hate mail. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. N- nice Andrew. It's like, oh I got a friend that's black, oh it's okay now. So wait,
1: hold no. on, what the hell? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: I don't know. All right, this podcast. <laughs> let's let's find <laughs> this out. That went poorly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll go next. Uh, my, my my story of the week that I found is kind of a it's semi it's sad. It's any time a studio closes sad, but it's kind of interesting too. Is that this week it got announced that Microsoft, which I guess they bought, I forgot that they bought them in the recent past, but is closing Lionhead Studios and a, no. a couple others like I guess Press Play who made that cur- max and the curse of whatever that was a game, that weird crayon game that was on Xbox <clears throat> free games. But Lionhead's the big one. They're closing in. Um, oh, well, they're still talking about closing, but they're basically going to close it. They canceled Fable Legends, which is going to be the, you know, Fable. Fable two is one of my favorite games of all time. Fable one, Fable two, Fable three is all right. Not great. But, um, and Fable Legends was going to be this weird multiplayer. And they talked about it at E3 for the past two years. So this is very strange because it feels like that game was about to come out. They're literally about to come out with a beta and they canceled that game. And now they're talking about closing that studio, which I think is sad because Lionhead was where Peter Molyneux was the, uh, yeah, it was black and the white. Info, I miss yeah, that. Yeah, black yeah. and white and popular. The, the infamous game designer who I like Pierre Mollier. Again, like I talked last time about Jonathan Blow. Where I kind of you guys <laughs> made like, fun like me for them, Disney like <laughs> These guys that are like kind of visionary game designers on of ways because they piss people off so much. But I love them. I think they're fun. I think that, and I love Peter Molyneux because he just talks about ideas. Like, what if we did this? You know, yeah, that would be great, but that's not what you delivered. But I still think that'd be awesome. So I like Peter Molyneux a lot. He did the one we got, Goddess was our game of the week one, right? Yeah. One week, right? That was yeah. 22 cans. So that's what he runs now. But he left Lionhead when, but he, 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 uh, was behind all the Fable games. But so that's sad when a studio closes that made some games and it feels like they're about to put out another game, you know, that that's kind of, I want to talk about this because that's kind of an industry thing with AAA things where like you make a game or you, these, these projects are so huge and you, you know, you, you rev up for development. Then you're just like, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. That doesn't fit in our plan anymore.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're going to close it. That's scary. What Dang do you guys
4: it. Yeah. Well, at least they say that they're going to work closely with the uh, affected people to try to um, reposition them in other game development uh, jobs and stuff like that. Right. We'll see. Yeah. Well, apparently yeah, like
0: in, it, in 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 England it's actually a different thing too because this is awesome. This is another we're we're kind of shitting on American policy in this episode, but <laughs> and this it, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know this till I read this article. These are all Polygon articles. Apparently we're also just the highlight of Polygon this week. But <laughs> the article it mentioned that in England, if you're gonna say in a company in the United States, you can just lay off people. We could show tomorrow and we could all be laid off different jobs we have. Like that's it. But I'm apparently in England, honest. if you're if you're gonna lay off more than twenty people, they have to you have to give a 30 day notice. And they have to go into something called a administra- administration, which means they have to either retrain for a different position if the company's gonna stay afloat, you know, like stay In business, or they need to have the chance to be rehired before they get, you know, technically fired. I was like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like how many people would want a, a I mean, some people get severance and that's fine. But to even just have a 30 day notice while you still have to go to work to get like, yeah, in 30 days, we're probably going to fire you. That's kind of neat, I think.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it sucks, cool but, but write, I mean, it's better no, no. than the equivalent.
4: Well, but it's a really good solution. Wait, not right. a lot
2: of people actually get those severance options. Like you were saying, like, right. you know, when I got laid off, it was I was lucky enough to get, you know, it was a bunch of us and we all got, like, you know, a big severance for, like, actually a couple months, which is nice. But that's by far the extreme. Like, that's right. an abnormality. Most people, like you said, you walk in, like, we don't need you anymore. See ya. So.
3: Yeah. My mother was working for, uh, I think, a, a tech company back in, I think it was like 2005 and she got laid off uh, for, I think she got like a, a four or five month severance package, which is, is very, very generous for, yeah, um, nice. for what she was it doing, is, but yeah. she ended up out of work for like a year and a half and then got rehired back at the same company again. So I feel like if they, if we, if they had these laws, then she, you know, effective in the U S then she would well, be able to that, get rehired almost <laughs> immediately back at the company.
0: Well, yeah. Cause that, that's the retraining part of that. Cause the fact that the, it's not just, you have 30 days to figure it out is the yeah. company has 30 days to rethink it. Right. They like to say, retain this is, the
3: employees. Well, yeah. this
0: like, yeah. Cause a lot of times this comes in a situation where the startups or small companies or, I mean, they're getting bigger where like we don't, we can't make payroll this month. That's why we have to lay off people. But so, you know, a lot of things can happen in 30 days, right? The game could come out, something could happen, you know? so. I, I think that's it. it. We're getting past the story of the this Lionhead's closing because I love Fable. Fable is great, but Peter Molyneux already left and he was kind of the heart of that, but it's still sad. I like Lionhead. Yeah. So that's, I'm going to bring it down. <laughs> Thanks. I'm <laughs> not. And, that, and, that, and that's why we talked about, I mean, in making the outline for the show, Obina, uh, um, he started, he posted that Ubisoft thing, but he started posting this thing about this. He started kind of getting on this topic of AAA development versus indie. And that kind of ties into that. And that ties in mm-hmm. as a con, you know, with indie, like AAA. I mean, yeah, AAA, you don't have a lot of, you know, you, you have the possibility to go to the moon, but also sometimes you can't, you know, can't control Flash your destiny. Burn. So, yeah, so we, 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 we uh, couch that for another topic, a full episode about that, because we think that's really interesting. So, send your comments and questions about that. But this, this ties into that. So definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we have missing Ryan. What's your story of the week?
2: Uh, my story of the week is uh, about Mr. Tim Sweeney from Epic games and his, uh, Fear that uh, basically Microsoft and Windows 10 and their universal, I guess, Windows platform or programs or whatever are uh, going to basically create this sort of walled garden in gaming, where you know Windows being one of the you know most widely distributed operating systems in the world and used by a lot of gamers. Um, he's worried about the way they're setting up the experience and uh, yeah. Explain 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 apps.
0: that universal system real quick, like that idea that just the concept of that. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. So, so the universal the universal system is basically the idea that you can say like write your game and it can be deployed across all of Microsoft's environments. So that that means like you could be on uh, Windows Mobile if you have a Windows Phone. Sorry. Um, uh, if you,
0: <laughs> we got a free Windows your- Phone at Unite. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It did. <laughs> you know, don't get too excited. There, a clear Andrew. room
2: in the yeah. warehouse, but um, uh, then it can also deploy over to the Xbox One to the PC, um, and there's a bit, the ability to sort of like sort of share features and functionality across these platforms. Um, so it's a really cool idea because then you can just write your app. You know, the the idea being you write your app once and then distribute it amongst their ecosystem.
0: And, and so they introduced it with the idea that like it wasn't the implication when they mentioned it, because Phil Spencer mentioned it, who's the head of Xbox, and he mentioned it with the idea that xbox there wouldn't it be there were there will not be another Xbox. Xbox might take on the idea of an iPhone where you update every year, so you'll w- we'll have a more powerful Xbox, and some games might not work, but the games work across all platforms with different settings or something, right? That was the idea, sort of
4: yeah they are kind
0: sort of at the it.
2: idea. Yeah, that, I mean, as far as, like, the Xbox One, like, you know, sort of, like, you know, being like an iPhone and upgrading it every year. No, I hadn't heard that, but they have talked about upgrading it somehow, so... It's like the Sega I'm, yeah, I'm CD or sure. 32X situation. Oh, God. Yeah, see, that creates a whole <laughs> development nightmare <laughs> in, as a whole side, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, do you have all the bits snapped onto here? Then you can play the game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but... Anyway, um, like so, be a, like, uh, how you would get a lot of these universal apps is essentially you'd go through the Microsoft Store. Well, Sweeney's concern is them by them, uh, you know, having control of the operating system and this store, and you know, having these uh, universal apps uh, in the Windows environment only really being able to be installed through the store, or only being able to install through the store uh, by default that, you know, that basically is forcing developers and consumers just in the Microsoft uh, marketplace. So that means that like the developers would have to pay, uh, you know, Microsoft 30% or whatever the rate is. I don't know exactly. Um, and so he, he thought that was a big concern and I agree with him. It's like, you know, if, if that is sort of the direction the momentum is heading, that's a scary thing for everything to just sort of like be monopolized into one area. Um, and so he, you know, he, actually posted an article about all this and his concerns. And the good news is, you know, I think Microsoft and him have been talking about it. Like he, there's a free back and forth there. And um, he wrote the article, he said, just because he didn't feel like enough was being done fast enough. But even since then, Microsoft has responded to him. And some of his concerns, like the default behavior of these universal apps, only being able to uh, be like loaded via the windows store is has been retracted. So now you can, Actually, sideload the applications by default on Windows, which means you don't have to go through the window the Windows Store. You could actually go to Steam or you know, good old games or yeah, whomever. Yeah, anything is not in Steam Stars is garbage. Up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like it it allows for those options like that. So. Um, So it's kind, but it's kind of also an interesting aspect when you start seeing some developers are perfectly fine to do it. When you start talking about like, oh, in Apple's environment now, you know, you can install you know stuff onto like Apple's uh, you know desktops, laptops, pretty freely. But I mean, as far as you know their mobile devices go, that is certainly a wall garden where it's like, nope, you know, you have to get it here. You have to you know pay us thirty percent, you know. So it's it's you know kind of everybody seems okay with it in one platform, but not another, which is kind of an interesting thing to me.
0: So oh, I like, I like the idea that, I mean, originally when they, I mean, cause since Phil, Phil Spencer kind of, this all came from him just kind of hinting at this idea, right. At one, some convention or something right where he was talking and in regards to the Xbox, I thought that was kind of, it was an interesting idea <clears throat> talking about how there will be no, no, there will be no problem with uh backwards compatibility in the future. Like saying that, yeah, it'll work, but everything will just work on a standard platform. And it'll just, I mean, that's kind of like a PC, right? It's like everything mm-hmm. kind of works, but if your system's not, a, it's just the same way phones work. It's like, well, if you haven't, sometimes if you have an iPhone 4, that game might not work as well and just deal with it. And that's kind of the world we live in. And it seems like that is a modern approach to consoles. And whether it's, I, the, the interesting thing about the story is whether that's smart or not for Xbox to come out. I mean, I, I really think, and I was listening to a couple podcasts today, like talking about, Xbox would literally introduce a new upgrade this E3, and talk about how we're gonna do something, or it's a new version of the Xbox that's souped up. All your games will work, but then you could buy other games if you have this newer system too, or they'll work better. But they also work in your yours right now. You know these different levels. You know, like two or three years of generations that it works in. That whatever people think of that idea, if they think it's stupid, if they think it's rash, the problem is <laughs> being the industry that it is even if it's dumb, PlayStation has to react to that, right? So if they do that, if they put out a system that's better, they now have the better system on the market. So PlayStation's like, oh, crap, we got to do that too then, I guess, right? (laughs) Because we need a better system too. So then you get this kind of hanging on mentality.
2: Yeah, and it's it's kind of interesting too because it's like that really sort of switches it up for console developers because you used to – the whole appeal and – you know, abilities you had on a console were given from you having that static set of hardware. It's like, I know it's right. going to be this every time, everywhere. And so, if you start introducing like software versions or hardware versions, it's like, you know, yeah, it's, you it's a, and I guess there's a difference between the universal app running on multiple different types of platforms versus then within that on the console itself. Now I have, say, am I running on Xbox One 1.0, 2.0, 3.0? Like and totally then you've gyno. got to kind of adjust. Yeah, it's like, was, you know,
1: who, that's a, that headache. A, big, it's a No, I was just saying, it's like yeah. dealing with Java, you know, like even <laughs> right. though it's the same language and the same, uh, I guess, under, underlying core, when those versions upgrade, anything you've done previously doesn't really apply. So you have to constantly up upgrade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the idea yeah. of it's cool.
0: I mean, PlayStation kind of faked that idea with the Vita and the crossplay thing where you could <clears throat> play a game on PS4 and then continue it on your Vita which is neat mm-hmm. but it's, it's it's faking it cuz it's not the same game you know it's a different build that is a different thing for that vita device and is, but, that, actually, yeah, is, is that actually is that actually a different
2: build or is it like I think it, a, yeah it's like a, it's, a, it's
0: a different game it's a different i mean yes it's a it's a game it's a, it's like borderlands 2 is on there now the borderlands 2 that's on ps4 is not the same one that's on vita you know it's different it's like a okay.
3: version. yeah. but actually, you can at least yeah.
0: you can at least resume your save where you left off so you can play it on the bus or something it's, and then Take it when you get home and go right. I guess my
2: question, though, was I should have phrased this better, but I guess I was not necessarily the same build, but like I was under the understanding the uh, the Vita was actually, say, streaming over a network from your PS4 or something like that. It's almost like one of these, you know, sort of a cloud service type of things where it's like, oh, yeah, you're playing Borderlands and it's running on your PS4 at home. It's just being transmitted to your Vita. I'm pretty ignorant of the Vita, I really don't know what its capabilities are. So.
0: Right. So I think I think that's neat. So cool. So that 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 had that could be the biggest topic of this year I think. A universal platform for all games, you know, and if they're going to upgrade the Xbox, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. at this E3 whether that'll be the testing ground. They could just not mention it and then we know the story's fast. But Yeah, yeah. If they do, that could change the whole industry and that could, you know, be a headache be, for a lot of developers out there. It could it, it could change crazy, the whole market disruptive. into a a mobile market, basically, right? So yeah. it, it's interesting.
2: Um, so. Oh, yeah. And just to close on that Sweeney thing is like he saw their response and is still talking to him. And he, you know, he's he's optimistic about it. So it's not like he's like, man, Microsoft bad. Go away type of thing. So
0: <laughs> I want to drive my Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. I've got so many things to worry about.
0: Yeah, he's a rich motherfucker. Don't worry about him. <laughs> about <Yeah. 2021. laughs> he really is rich. He started Epic Games when his Epic was it Epic Mega Games was the original name. It used to he be made, that, yeah, yeah. Epic Mega Games. Yeah. Don't worry about him.
4: <laughs> it's fine. Uh,
0: all right. So now that's five stories from us. Right before we went on the show, I mean, this is probably late thinking because I did it an hour before we started recording. But hopefully next time we'll give you guys a little bit more of a warning. I solicited the Debug Lounge, our private Facebook group, and we'll talk about how you can join that later, about any topics they have, you know, that they want us to talk about. And we got a response from Carl Rathbone about he, wa- he wants to talk about two things. He wants to t- us to talk about VR and also and or app. Uh, what, what is it? app uh, promotion or app, yeah, yeah, app, app monetization and uh, promotion and stuff App like promotion. That. Yeah. So we, so we, that's a great topic. That's a full episode. We, so I told him that, but actually VR, we have an interesting recent subject, right? Abina, that is relative to VR.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well recent as of like a month ago. <laughs> so this, this happened, uh, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys may have heard about it and that's the, the unity's, you know, two vision VR, AR 2016 summit, which is their first of the, First ever they've done this VR. Well, and which makes sense because you know VR is really just starting to gain traction with a lot of the game engines and developers out there. What with like the release of Oculus and the Vive and et cetera, et cetera. Is it so the
0: Vive it was, or is, it Vive? is it the Vive is the Vive. I think it's the Vive. That's what I've I. I don't know what it is. I've I don't heard know. Vive. <laughs> you guys live in San Francisco, maybe. Vive sounds yeah,
2: more French. Yeah, maybe it's like the exact sophisticated they? way to say yeah. it
1: on the West Side is the Vive, Or anyway, it might be the vibe. Anyway. So anyway, I was just, you know, I d I didn't get to go. I it was it was in Cali though, but I didn't get to go. And um and it was just like their event that I've, it had a whole all-star cast of, you know, VR people. Well, that they had like Palmer Lucky there. They had of course the CEO. And CTO of Unity, that's John Rigatelli, and Joachim Ant. Uh, they had some guys from NASA, Gabe Newell from Valve. So they had a lot of people there that you know were speaking at the keynote. At least it was like a two day event. Um, they had like a, a full track of you know a lot of different talks with the, about VR and AR, uh, and then of course they had some uh, some award ceremony. And actually, one thing that I saw that was really interesting when I was looking at the finalists about this you know on this summit was um they had like the job simulator was one of the finalists i think it may have won an award but um i can't remember but one of the things i've I noticed uh for the vision inspire award one of the honorable mentions was brave mind which we actually worked you know we worked hand in hand with skip skip rizzo uh at usc institute for creative technology so at, at our old job so i know zach and andrew and eduardo are with them right now but it was cool to see like you know the different aspects of people, the different ways people are using VR and AR in different games or different. You know, some they have like
3: architectural walkthroughs using VR. Right. So that was really uh, cool. So, you know, for anybody the,
1: that, go ahead. Sorry. Uh,
3: I, they also announced at the the VR summit that uh, Valve is bring is coming to like the Unity platform. So they're bringing their VR system uh, the to Vi- uh, the yeah. Vive,
0: Vive, right? Vive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know
3: we mentioned that earlier, but I just wanted to. Give yeah, clarify. Right. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. I think they have access to all the VR systems. Yeah. <laughs> you can develop a Unity for all of them. I and think if they the don't, it's probably coming soon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Exactly. So yeah, that was cool. So, I mean, I feel like it's one of those things. It's, it, I, I wouldn't say it's as big as the, well, I wouldn't say it's not either, but as big as their Unity's um, which Unite. We call it? Yeah, Unity's Unite. But it's, it's <laughs> if, if you're interested in VR, you're interested in AR, then I feel like this is one of those events that you really want to try to plan for because it had a lot of great people, a lot of great information, it seemed, and a lot of great talent and and games that were put out and different projects that were put out done in VR and AR. So if you're looking for inspiration, looking to learn more about, you know, the intricacies of, you know, planning for a VR, AR game, then I feel like that's one of this, these events that you want to try to make it out to.
4: So. We'll have to make some VR game to win some reward or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I love how I love how Eduardo thinks. Yeah, he's like, he's I, like, I,
0: I want to win. Must, <laughs> I, I want to be The only be thinks <laughs> the only in victory. That's, exactly. the, that's, his main, that's his main medium of thinking. How can I attain victory in the world? Exactly. <laughs> you
1: just research the possible awards you can win and then yeah.
0: try yeah. to win. I will attain I want victory. a Nobel Prize.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do I need to do?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have dominated <laughs> all of you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Tonight also. Okay. Now we're moving into, we did our, we did our five stories plus our six from the lounge. Also one of these, these uh, kind of current event, rapid, rapid, rapid. I said round table, rapid fire episodes. We're going to do a question that's been mentioned or featured in our uh, Facebook group, the lounge. And this one is actually apropos to tonight's topic. It comes from Luke Malnar. Yeah, I hope I pronounced that right, Malnar. And he, he's a great fan. He's been commenting and talking with us every day on Twitter too, right? Yeah, so. he's, a, he's
1: a hot one on Twitter.
4: All right, Luke. I'm just- Damn, dude. He the Luke. Right. <laughs> All, right. All right. All
0: right. Anyway, yeah. he reached out to us recently in the past couple of weeks, and he asked us, his question was Hi, everyone. I'm thinking of doing a VR experience for my next game, but do not have a developer developer's kit yet. Can anyone recommend a place to start and a kit to use, i.e., Oculus Steam VR, which is the vibe, right? And Samsung, which is the Gear VR, right? So, this is a big question because this is the this is interesting. I like this. Quite the reason I picked this question because. This is the time when we will sound stupid in four months, <laughs> because they're all about to come out now. The Oculus is about to come out. The Vive, or I, I'm going to say Vive, is about to come out, and Gear VR is already out, and all these other. So we're now we're officially going to be in the year of VR. So for somebody starting out with this, that that's a that's a huge concern because we don't yet know of the cross platform, you know, compatibility of some of those things. Like yeah. for instance, the Steam VR is a closed. Uh, ecosystem. If you put a game on there, you can't. It's what you have to put it in their app store. It's a, it's a walled garden in itself. So, yeah. what now, what would you um, recommend for people getting into this? Like, get this, you know, Oculus or so. You know, so
3: he he's looking for a dev kit. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's just looking as
1: as. It is. Is don't think about kit, that. Think though. about. Th- you're like getting started, really. That's all. At this things.
0: point, oh, yeah. because they're about to come out in two months, so right. which one he should he get into? Basically, I
3: think I think by far the the one that what would be most, um, uh, I guess, the easiest to get into would probably be the the Google Cardboard because it, isn't it free? Oh,
0: good choice. Yes.
3: Yeah, I free, and you it. won't have to spend all the money on the, the the dev kit. And then also, when all these come out, you know, the, you'll see which one you know, you don't want to get one for Oculus, and then all of a sudden. The, the Steam VR goes skyrockets, yeah. and that's the favorite, you
2: know? Yeah, I yeah think, but I uh, think the, that's the what- one counter argument I'll make about that, though, is that, like, with the cardboard, you have none of the other sensors. Like, so if there's actually, you know, because if you try to go from card, I feel like if you try to go for cardboard to like Vive or Oculus, it's like, like there's just that motion control and in that box, it's just Mm -hmm. not going to be the same experience, especially if you're using like, you're trying to take advantage of lighthouse technology. Now I do agree with you though. It's like, if you just want to start trying to mess with stuff, absolutely. That's probably the cheapest solution right there.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, that was almost like the consensus that we did get on the lounge is just, I think it's best, especially when you're just getting started with VR and AR is to start cheap and doing things like with the cardboard or, you know, Things that don't require a nine hundred dollar or eight hundred dollar investment off the because you, know, you can still start. use
0: a cardboard and buy like we had at work experience so you can yeah. buy these cheap headsets that are thirty bucks because exactly. the cardboard isn't just the cardboard thing that you have to hold you can buy a thirty dollar headset that it's it's like the steam the like the gear v r but it sucks, but you can still <laughs> strap it to your head and still you know develop the game the same way without sensors and while the hand controls right yeah.
1: yeah. And, and as you, it's, I think we've talked, we've touched all, all, on all this in our VR episode, but it's just when you're getting started with VR, there's a lot of things that you need to consider, not only right. from like your hardware standpoint, but also how you can, like the gameplay standpoint and your mechanics. You, yeah. yeah, your mechanics. And so it's a lot of things that change. And when you're trying to research and learn about those things, it's best to do that, you know, the cheapest way possible, not try to invest on the, you know, one side without even knowing how, like, the, the basics that go into, like, what, how do I plan for this in VR? How do I plan for this in AR? So, starting off cheap, I think, is the best solution. Um, as Zach was saying, and, and Ryan, oh, yeah. and would you
0: say it's a whole new world?
1: It's a whole new world. Don't, exactly. you, do don't, don't you dare now.
0: close your eyes.
1: Don't you? <laughs> let me stop.
0: No, keep going. <laughs> let me stop. Let's break it down. Let's do this. Oh,
2: yeah. man. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I think that's a good now recommendation. Car. <laughs> Uh, I can show you okay. <laughs> whoa, well, we're going to do a separate whoa. outtakes where, uh, where we're singing it'll be in our karaoke game. yeah yeah. debug karaoke <laughs> show tunes or whatever alright <laughs> that's a recommendation Google Cardboard is a great way to get into it and then honestly I mean beyond that it's hard to recommend buying one of these right now I mean I guess Oculus is 600 but that's without the hand controllers yet that, those are going to come out a few months later yeah, and, yeah. And and the the Vive is like 800, and it seems like it's way more, but it comes with the sensors and the controllers, which seems like a better deal, too, right away. So I don't know. I mean, try them out. I mean, go to Best Buy. Hopefully find friends that have them. Go to local meetups. And try them because I don't know beyond. I mean, th- this is the fun part of this conversation. This is we can listen back to this conversation later on because we don't know at this point. We're really within a right. few months, or we don't know.
1: It's cool. And, and maybe you, you look yeah. at you know no, looking at the Vive and or the, or the Vibe and the Oculus and just seeing what I guess the if you want to if you did want to purchase something, then I would just like look and see what you want to play with. You know, like what what system would you? you know, feel more comfortable or feel like you would want to play with. Like, like personally for me, like that lighthouse technology, that's something I would get into. Although I'm not sure I have $800 lying around just to, to play around with VR. But I feel like if you wanted to buy something, then I would just do like, do your research and just find out like what technology you would like to play with. And I don't know, like in that vision AR summit that I mentioned earlier in the show, they have in their keynote, they actually laid out a lot of different stats. Um, about like VR and AR the hardware sets that were being purchased the you know different ratios that were being purchased so definitely check that out um, in, in on their website i think they still have it posted their keynote on youtube so that's all i wanted to Oh yeah. also yeah.
2: i think right now if you if you pre-order a Samsung Edge S7 or Galaxy S7. I think you get a free Gear
0: VR headset with it if you want. Who wants a Gear? Exactly. Who wants a Samsung Edge? Though I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, yeah, well, no. I I agree. No, because
3: you're gonna yeah, get it. even sorry, more email coming I to mean, you. I mean,
0: statistically, 50 percent of our audience has, <laughs> has, has likes Android. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I I let that out. I you, well, you said like Android. three it's, terrible well, it's not things. The Android week.
2: portion of it. It's <laughs> the fact that the
0: uh, yeah. th- what. <laughs> I can edit them out because I edit it. So that's fine.
3: <laughs> the magic of post-production.
0: Yeah. All right. So yeah. So Google Cardboard. And then I guess just wait and see. That's our We We already talked about our VR previous VR episode that we're going to check back in. I think especially once these are uh, released and once we've yeah. had hands-on experience with them, because I don't think we need to do another VR episode until we actually have at least tried the Oculus and the um, Vive as you said, so stay tuned. We're going to we're going to keep you up to date because we usually get to get them with our companies and stuff. So
4: cool. Yeah, actually, we will try to get um, Unity's VR dude when we oh, yeah. when we're Absolutely. Going to record that, that episode. Yeah. yeah,
1: that'll be fancy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> VR dude. All right. Now it's time of the week, Ryan. You know what time it is.
2: Oh, no, we got the sample. I don't have to
0: do it anymore. Oh, yeah. We don't I have, to have the yet. sample,
3: Andrew? <laughs> Wait, I did it last? You got it. A... No, I want to hear do Zach. Do it again. Come on. Come How on, I that... did it last week. I did Game it last week. week. <laughs> no, you didn't.
0: There you go. Eduardo did it. <laughs> that was Urbina. <All> right. <laughs> no. <laughs> was that Urbina? I don't
1: know who <laughs> yeah. that is. I just think all, all right. people sound the
3: same.
0: <laughs> all right. Game of yeah. the week. This week, we're doing. He's going... a real racist this week. <laughs> The super hot, super hot title of the week. The hot pick of the week. And it's called funny enough, super hot. It's a fun twist on the FPS genre. Actually, it's actually being lauded as the one of the a twist that is the actually an original take on that that people actually don't find because FPS come out every day and they're like, it's just another FPS. We love FPSs, but this is actually a puzzle-based FPS in a way, right, Ryan? I'll let you explain the actual mechanics of it.
2: Yeah yeah, it's uh it's pretty interesting because um the basic premise of the game is uh you know time doesn't move unless you move. So it's kind of a, a head trip out of the box, but it's it has a really neat mechanic that you know as you're moving so through it's a roguelike the in a way, you know,
0: right? Sort of, yeah.
2: Roguelike? I don't know. Well,
0: where really you move forward that, and the, but, the world progresses and all that stuff. That's I mean, you know what I mean? No, Forget no, that. Scratch that no, verse. No. And keep going. Well, Jesus. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just okay. I'm just gonna say no, Andrew. No. Um, it's sorry because I mean <laughs> it doesn't even.
0: <laughs> it's
2: like it doesn't even run the simulation. So say you bust into a room and you see two guys with guns pointed at you. You can stand there and nothing happens. The minute you start to move, the bullets fire out of the guns. They're coming to you. And depending on how fast you're moving, you know, is the rate that they actually, you know, the guns, are, uh, the bullets are actually coming at you. So, like, if you just run in there, you'll just get shot in the face and fall down. But if, so if you bust in the door and just kind of stop and then slowly move through the environment, you can see the trajectory of the bullets and dodge them. And they, they, you know, over time layer in other mechanics, too, which are really neat. And like Andrew said, it's kind of a, sort of a puzzly FPS because it's like, well, say I bust into this room, these bullets are coming at me. I don't have a gun, so I'm kind of at a disadvantage but maybe over here in the environment is a you know a brick, a cup, a bottle, something. say so I can dodge the bullets, pick that up, throw it at the guys with the guns, you know, and then it uh, stuns them and the gun flies out of their hand. So as you know I'm moving through time, then I can say grab the gun, kind of then stop, pause, nothing's happening, look around, find my target start to move around and take my shot and boom, you know, like fire off at the other guy and, you know, end so
3: him. you get to be Neo from the matrix. Exactly. Basically.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so
3: you, you said, you it? said you get to look around. So oh, does, no, I does, time, uh, the, uh, does, does time move when you're, when you're, I guess, looking
2: around when you're rotating? Um, you know what? I've been, I was actually trying to pinpoint that because it looks like it might a little, but it's like, it's not very much at all. So when, while you're looking around, it's like, you know, maybe a few milliseconds go by, but it's nothing severe. But uh, the minute you take a step, things definitely you can definitely see things simulate. Um, so it, it, you definitely have to keep your wits about you, too. So, and that's why I don't think they do a lot when you rotate. Because there's like multiple doors people start piling through. You know, I may be looking at one guy firing a gun this way while at the same time behind me, a guy with a baseball bat just came through a door. I didn't see him. So it's a puzzle because it's sort of puzzly because you have to sort of know the level and when people are going to enter and the order of operations to say best take care of things. It's like, oh, should I get two guys over here? But this guy's going to come through with a bat. So maybe I handle him first, grab his bat, then throw it at those guys. You know, so it's it's kind of about about situational awareness and just how you're gonna handle the scene. So it's it's pretty neat.
4: Yeah. When Ryan, a question: When you move, you move at normal speed or super fast compared to the other um, the characters? Well, it's
2: it's kind of a variable rate, so it's not well, like if you
0: move if you off. move full if you just hit full bore, you just move normal speed, right?
4: Okay.
2: Right. Exactly. So, it, it, but it, if you want to sort of like get it in between, you can do that. Like, I'm going to try to like sort of ease forward and then feather it. You can feather see it. it. Yeah. yeah, feather it. Exactly. So it's like, oh, it's coming this way. So I might need to do that. But, um, but yeah. So it's it's all based off of your sort of like how much you want to interact with the environment at the time.
4: Yeah. Cool. And
0: it's and it's super cool. It was it was a Kickstarter game that like it made two hundred fifty thousand dollars on Kickstarter and then it's Mm -hmm. probably having way more success now it's 25 bucks on steam it's only pc only for now but so stay tuned console folks it might come yeah
2: yeah i saw an article where they're talking about i think xbox one maybe in actually sometime this month potentially so yeah yeah they're really looking out to uh branch out so
0: Super hot, super hot.
2: Yeah. right? <laughs> actually, that is the one thing I'll say about that game is when you finish a level, it's great because you can watch in real time how you did, and you look like a badass when you're doing it in real time. Right. Like, um, but like, they the, the, there's this brief moment where it just if you don't hit F5, it's just like super hot, super hot. It just keeps repeating. It drives me nuts for some reason. <laughs> yeah. but other than that, they have a, they have, it's, <laughs> it's great.
0: They have a site that like you can save your replays. What is it, super hot? You know what it is. Like you can upload. It's pretty impressive because the, oh, the yeah. server in tr- infrastructure to do that, and they have a website you can go to and just watch a bunch of replays. And the fun thing about the replays is they play them in real time, so you just see it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see all the minutia and all the stuff they're calculating. But the the fun thing about the game is you don't. You didn't mention. It's like you get samurai swords and you just throw guns in people fa- in people's faces and yeah. stuff, and that that counts as a kill too. So it's it's neat. It's very neat. It's a kind of a kind of dark horse indie that's you know climbing the charts and I think it's worth checking out and it's man yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, what well, I'll have to find the video because you're, you're totally right about that sort of real-time aspect because there's one I did where I get, I ended up um, out of ammo, didn't have a gun, but I was behind a bar, and so there were all these like cocktail glasses and liquor bottles. I just started slinging bottles at guys <laughs> until they dropped you. So in the real-time replay, it's just me just slinging all this glass <laughs> at these guys, and they're taking it in the face, and it's like, oh, finally
4: a gun, bam, bam, bam. So
1: oh, it's called Kills yeah. the that. gram. For that replay, so. yeah.
0: Oh, Killstagram, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Wonderful name too. Yeah, That's awesome name. <laughs> so, uh, so Ryan, that'll be in the show notes. We're gonna put that in the yes. show notes. Your awesome yes. bar- cocktail impersonation in the I, Super yeah, Hot. Tom
2: Cruise esque, yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in the meantime, if you want to check us out and interact with interact with us on a weekly basis, on a day to day basis, you can. Get, the best way to do that is on our private Facebook. Facebook group, the debug lounge. That's where people post questions, comments. As we talked about in this episode, we posted a uh, call out for questions for this episode. And the best way to join that is go to our website, the debug, lo- lo- the debug com. You can join our uh, newsletter, the loop, which is our monthly newsletter, right? Eduardo.
4: Yeah. <laughs> right? it is.
0: <laughs> and it's a that's a wrap up of all the stuff all the the uh, debug log universe of that month. You sign up for that Eduardo will invite you to the lounge and you can join in on the conversation. We also have a Twitter, a Facebook, all that stuff. Check it out. The one thing I want to mention before we go uh on Facebook, if you're on Facebook and you you're a, at least a a fan of the site. We know we have th- at least almost a 1000 fans of the site. The biggest thing you can do to help us out even beyond subscribing and rating us in iTunes, which is great. One of the things we've we noticed, <laughs> Eduardo and I have noticed when, it, when our episodes do the best and they get to the most people and help the most people is when people share it on Facebook. So if you see our episode on Facebook and you see us post an episode, please take a, Just it takes three seconds. Just share it on Facebook and that'll really help us out. And we'll yeah, dance.
4: And, Go ahead. And not only us, if you know somebody else who... Would like to listen that type of uh, podcast, and you think they can benefit? Share it with them. If you don't want to do it on Facebook, just send them an email with the link to, to our podcast. Because we're really helping a bunch of people, and that feels awesome. When when you read these comments, I don't know. Oh, I'm learning a lot from the debug log, and uh, right. it it feels awesome.
0: Awesome, yeah, and we will dance at your weddings. <laughs> I <laughs> promise. Why do we always make these crazy promises <laughs> at that, That's not a crazy Ooh. promise that we get invited to weddings all over the world, guys, come on. Yeah, we do. Jeez, yeah. Free booze and this. Food. <laughs> Yes, no bean and cheese, hush. Ryan's ready for the open bar. Ryan gets yeah. it, come on. Yeah. <laughs> All you gotta do is dance for five minutes and the promise is fulfilled. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. That was fun. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this new format and we're gonna keep doing it in the future and give us feedback and comment at the debug lounge. De- bu- the lounge. We have too many DL- TDLs. The debug log at gmail.com. So until next time, my name is
1: Andrew. I'm Obito. I'm Zach.
0: I'm Ryan.
4: And I'm Eduardo.
0: And we'll see you next time.
4: See you guys. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You guys have the fucking worst ADHD when Ryan and I are talking. Every time Ryan and I start talking about a topic, you guys go, let's fucking move on. Everything else like, guys, yes, we've yeah. been talking for two minutes. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> Chill. You can join are in, in the conversation. <laughs> it's two weeks now. Maybe every time Ryan talks, you guys start going, move on. He's using words.